Parshas B'Shalach. Parshas B'Shalach, we have in it, everybody knows, very simple, we have Kriyas Yamsuf, obviously, and the Mun. Two big Parshas of Parshas B'Shalach. And they're both similar in one aspect, and they're very, very different. They're both similar in the fact that both, both Kriyas Yamsuf and Mun talk about Bitochan. The question is, what, what's the difference between the two levels of Bitochen? So first of all, what is Bitochen? Bitochen, obviously, is related to Amuna. Amuna is the realization of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world. The realization of Him running the world. We believe in Him. But Bitochen is a lot more. Bitochen is the realization of Him in every aspect watching us and taking care of us and doing for us. Then maybe it goes to the Chavis of Avishar Bitochen. He proves seven ways how you have to, you can have Bitochen in a person. And that there's no such person that you can have all those seven ways in Bitochen. The only one you could do, who has all seven is HaKadosh Baruch Seven aspects of Bitochen in a person that he can give you, that he can do good for you, that he knows what you need. All the different aspects that he brings down in the Shah Bitochen, you can only find that by HaKadosh Baruch and the Chazos proves in the Shabbatach. So here in in in, in Parsh B'Shalach, just came out from Mitzrayim. They were obviously oppressed in Mitzrayim most of the time. Some Chayosho were not so oppressed, and they decided not to leave. That's about eighty percent of Chayosho died in Machs Choshev because they were not so oppressed. They were actually the rich ones, probably, the accountants and the doctors and the lawyers. But 20% left, and they're coming up to the Yamsuf. And we get to the Yamsuf, and we have a choice. Kaiso sees in front of them a raging Yam. A sea that was, the waves were, were, were raging, it was very dark. They turn around, and power is running behind them. What should we do? What would be your choice? Power enslaved you for many years, but you're used to power. You know the enslavement. The yam doesn't look like we're making it across there. Looks very poor for us. What would be your choice? So you have to realize, Kaiso was in a difficult position. What should we do? Kaiso says, no reason to cry. Go. Go into the Yam. What kind of test was that for Chal Yisrael? But they went. Nachman and jumps into the Yam. And Chazal say, and the half went with him. And he got up to his nose. Now the Mishnah Brewer says that when you say Yashir, before you say Yashir, you're supposed to picture this in your head. You're supposed to try and envision yourself there. By the Yam. Going into the Yam. The water's coming around your ankles. The water's coming around your knees. It's swaying you back and forth around your waist. It's coming up to your chest, coming up to your chin. It's coming up to your nose. Chazal says, It came up to their noses. And what does the Ubrahim do? The Ubrahim splits it at that point. Splits it, and in a second, they're walking on dry land. There's walls of water, not ice. Walls of water on the sides of them. 
birds chirping, food coming out of the walls, everything's beautiful, the sky is, the sky is a beautiful blue, everything's Ganeid and Mamash. And they're walking through. At the other end, they turn around, they see power, and everybody running into the yam, and boom, everything's crashing around them, and they're drowning, and spinning up on the other side, and power's finished. Kaisal, the fact that they were able to go into the yam to that point, their talking was, and the bunch of so strong, and they're able to say, Bunshim, whatever happens, it's all you. It's all you. But what's the whole Yashir about? How much we find about the Kriya Siyamas of Enos Yashir? Anybody ever look at Oz Yashir and study it? What does Oz Yashir talk about? Oz Yashir talks about the destruction of Mitzrayim in the Yamsuf. doesn't mention much about the Yamsuf itself. And the reason for that is like this. Because the, the Bitochen that we have, that we're supposed to learn from Kriya Siyamasuf, is to be talking on how we deal with the outside world. How do we deal with everything that goes on around us? We have decisions to make when it comes to business. We have decisions to make when it comes to, to Parnosa, when it comes to, 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 to doing things in the world. How do we deal with that? We deal with that by doing what Akash Baruch wants us to do and jumping in. Now, Shiva Zatzalabash, Ali Rubin said, used to always say, every decision we make is a yamsuf. Is a yam. And we have to walk in Say, I'm trying to do like you want me to do. Split the seat for me. And Rebbeinu does. Rebbeinu leads you on the path. Sometimes you're right. The answer might be no. But that's Rebbeinu saying no. He's leading you on that path. Sometimes the answer is yes. That's Rebbeinu saying yes. He's leading you on that path. But the path is, path that Rebbeinu wants, if we go with the right mahalach, we go with the right thought process, the process of, this is, I'm doing what Rebbeinu wants. Obviously we have to do our ishtalas according to the way, the proper way not doing Yavaris, not doing Yenevis, not doing things that we can't do. But we have to do it in the, in the way that the Barisham wants. If we do it that way, it's a, it's a, the Barisham will split the sea for us on a daily basis. Not that we can see it, but that's what happens. But that's on a life in the outside. When we have to deal with the world, we have to deal with going out and doing things that are outside of our house. The Mun is to be talking in the house. That's what we're talking about. Because Baruch will give us our daily bread. The Baruch will give us what we need. The Baruch will take care of us on a constant basis. Because the man came to our doors. The man came, and no matter how much anybody took, whether he was a, whether he took a lot, whether he took a little bit, he always had the same amount. They always had enough for their family. It was the exact amount that they needed. Because that's the way the Baruch works. The Bainishlam works and he gives you what you need. Now sometimes we feel like we don't have. We don't have enough. So we daven. That would be the proper way to do things. Daven and deal with what you have. Because that's what the Bainishlam gave you now. Other people, we, they, without be talking, you have to run, you have to try to get, you have to think, you're getting frantic. Because you don't realize that the Bainishlam is the one gives you the food. We don't think about it like that. We don't think about every time we have something, we have to say a bracha, and the bracha is asking Hashem for permission to eat the food, which is what Chazal say. Before you eat the food, it's mine. Hashem says, and after you make the bracha, it's yours. So you make the bracha, and now you have it. So everything that we have, the Rebbe gives to us. He hands it to us on a silver platter. Sometimes we could do all our stylus for Barnasa. 
We could do whatever. We could we could be you know doing business, and we have a business deal going that's going to be worth whatever millions. But you have no food in the house because your all your money is invested in properties. You'd be the richest man in property and have not a drop to eat in the house. Or you could be the poorest man in property and on constant basis you have you have you have you have, you have what you need in the house to eat. And it works like that in the world. There, there's a mice with Rothschild. Yeah, he got, went down to his uh, vault once, the last time, because he got locked in. And they found him a few days later. Obviously, he wasn't alive anymore because he didn't have any food. And he wrote in blood, I'm surrounded by millions. And I have nothing to eat. He had millions of dollars in the vault. Can't eat dollars. So he died. The insight is, is that the Abraham is the one who provides the food and provides the parnosa. He gives us what we need for our families. He gives us what we need for ourselves. And the man was just as much of a nase as lech as bread is. Or I should say the opposite. Bread is just as much of a nase as, as man is. I think it's a Chassam Sefer. Chassam Sefer says that when Kaiso went into Eretz Yisrael, to 40 years of having man, now, after 40 years of having money, what do you think about the money? Do you still think of it as a nice? After 40 years of having money, it's not so much of a nice anymore. You're so used to it already. By that time, you're like, okay, I'm just going to get in the morning. I'm going to wake up in the morning, go to my door, I get my milk, I get my money, and I, I have what to eat. Kaiser went into Eretz Yisrael, and they saw a farmer. And the farmer is taking grains and putting it into the ground. So, what do you do? You ask him. He says, what do you mean? I'm planting wheat. Why are you planting it? Why don't you just eat it? He says, no. In order to get wheat, you have to plant wheat. Okay. How does it work? Well, it's going to rot in the, in the ground. It's going to rot. It's going to open up. And it's going to become a sapling. So they think it's a little bit nuts. You know, it's going to rot. And that's not a very good thing. But okay. The sapling grows. And they're all ready to eat the sapling. And the farmer says, no, 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 no. You don't eat this. It's going to grow, and you'll see what happens. It grows bigger and becomes a stalk. Okay, good. Let's eat the stalk. No. Take out the wheat kernels. And now Klaus was like, okay, great. Now we're finally going to eat. No, 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 no. Take out the wheat kernels, and he grinds them into this white flour. Not very appetizing. So Klaus was like, you know, you're a bit of a funny guy. You're a bit strange. You realize they were still eating money at that time. They had money until they got to, when they were through going to Eretz Yisrael in the beginning, first first forty days. So he makes the flour, and uh, they're like, "Great, what can we do with that? I don't know, but let's eat." No, no, no. It takes water and makes mud. He makes this mud and makes the mud into a clay ball. You know, ball that looks like a dough, but it's when Kais look at it, it's like clay. It's like ugh. And that you're going to eat? No, I'm not going to eat this yet. He puts it in an oven. He burns it. What would you be thinking to yourself by now? Guy must be out of his mind. Retarded. He's destroying good stuff. And out comes out of the... What comes out of the, out of the oven? A fresh, warm, toasty bread. And then they eat it and they're like, ah. What's the first thing they say? What a nice... 
What a nace. That you could do this from the wheat. Make this bread. That's a nace. Because they didn't think the man was nace anymore. The man was a nace, but it was, you know, regular. But bread now. Wow. That's unbelievable. So we have to realize that the man and the bread is the same thing. There's no difference. The only difference is how it comes to us. Man came to us literally from Shemayim to your doorstep. That was only in the midbar. Once you're out of the midbar, we have to make the bread. We have to work for the food. But the man is still around. The, the, the jar of man, it says in the barish, is still around somewhere in the world just to show us that the barish gives us man all the time. That's to be talking of our, in our house. I'll be talking of what we get. That's the realization that Kodesh Baruch gives us everything we need on a constant basis. So we're talking works on two levels we learn from this week's parasha. We're talking of how I deal with the outside world. I go into the Yamsuf and all the, all the bad people, all the evil, the Rebbein will take care of behind me. I'm going with the Rebbein All the evil people, all the bad things will be behind me going into the Yam. Not only that, I just I want that at one point. One of the Nisim, the biggest Nisim of Kriyas Yamsuf was the fact that the Rebbein took the Bechira of Paroi away at the, at the Yamsuf. Why else would power jump run into the Yam? He ran in because the Rebbeinu took away his one of the Mefarshim states. I think it's a Kliyakar, but I don't remember exactly. That he took away his Bechira. That's what the Rebbeinu does. When we go with the Rebbeinu all the way, the Rebbeinu takes away the Bechira. There's a great story that Rashiv one time had. He went into a government office. This was many years ago. Very, very anti-Haredi still. He went into a government office and lay behind him and was like, looked at him and, oh my goodness, Haredi. He asks her for a sign of paper. She needed, he needs some kind of insurance, some kind of permission for something. She rants and raves for 20 minutes saying, I, you Haredi, why should I give it to you? Da, 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 you parasites. And he's told us, he's sitting there thinking to himself, ain't Oid ain't There's nobody else but Dubai Islam. There's nobody else. Nothing else. No world. There's Dubai Islam. After 20 minutes, she signs the paper, hands it to him, and says, I don't know why I just did that. I don't know why I just signed that paper for you. So he told us, I know why, because the Rebbeinu told him to sign the paper. What do you don't know why? I know exactly why. Hashem said, you sign the paper. I don't care what you're saying to me. Hashem says it, you do it. That's where the Rebbeinu works. If you do, if you think about the Rebbeinu as, he's the everything, he's the Kol Yochol, he's able... So therefore, no matter what they're saying to you, what they're threatening you, what they want to do to you, they can't do anything to you unless the Rebbeinu says do it. The Rebbeinu says don't do it, they can't do anything to you. But that's only if we go in the way of the Rebbeinu Only if we have our betachin Hashem and do the things that He wants us to do, in a way that He wants us to do it, then we could say that the Rebbeinu will help us. That's, that's Yamsuf. But if we don't do it that way, the Rebbeinu says, okay, I'll leave you to your own devices. That's when we run into problems. And the second we talking that we have to have, we have to work on, talking in our, in our houses, in our own lives, in our own little realization of what we have and what we don't have. HaKash gives us everything we have exactly at the time that we need it. He doesn't take away from us, doesn't, we get exactly what we, what, what we are supposed to have, no matter what we're going to do about it. And if you're not supposed to get it, you'll never get it, no matter how much you try. And if you are supposed to get it, if you don't try, you'll get it anyway. And therefore, that's the two lessons we have to come out with from Barsh B'Shalach in our realization, in our step towards Matan Torah, which is next week. The realization that Barsh is 
And therefore, it, it takes care of everything for us. And therefore, we heard Anesh Hashem Akecha. That was the I am Hashem. I'm going to, I run everything. And that base Hashem will be Parshish Yisrael. Have a very good Shabbos.